Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. Which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. And the rubber chicken says, oh, yes, he says, hell, I'm smarter than a lot of human beings because even I know that climate change is real. And for God's sakes, I'm just a rubber chicken. And hell, they're human beings. They should know better. Yes, they should. Maybe we can get you on television to talk to them and try to explain your position on this. Maybe they'll listen to you, rubber chicken. Well, we'll negotiate your contract some other time because we have to get on with Rantcast number 50. That's right. This is our 50th Rantcast, rubber chicken. My, how time flies. And this one is entitled Lewis Black's Rantcast number 50. Oh, three billionaires walked onto a launch pad. Yes, sir, Bob, here we are once again. The shit doesn't change, does it? No, it does not. We are in the midst of climate madness. It doesn't stop. The fucking, the fucking country's burning to the ground. Chunks of it. Chunks of it are going. Fucking the highest apparently ever recorded temperature was just found in... Uh, in somewhere in the middle of nowhere, uh, 130 degrees, furnace something or something, uh, and uh, 130 degrees. Fuck, that's when you can bake a chicken. Don't say anything. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable to me. Just extraordinary. And then you've got Germany, fucking uh, the, the, the Netherlands, fucking Belgium, fucking, fucking massive flooding, epic floods, epic, unknown in my lifetime, like never seen before. And especially in Germany or the, the, the Dutch who I've visited hundreds of times, their whole thing is water. Even they got caught. It's, and the Germans are fucking, their whole thing is mechanics. How was it possible they asked the Germans? You're so good at this. You had an incredible thing in place, apparently, in terms of a flood warning system and how to deal with it. It happened so quickly that their system couldn't deal with it. That's how fast this shit is occurring. And these idiots want to deny it. I got them. I haven't got the time or the energy. And then these three guys, this, this Tuesday, huh? 
By the time you get this, Bezos will have launched himself into space. And he'll be back. Quack, quack, quack. I'm up in the space. Why make me? I want to get better than all the guys. Okay, I'm the best. Wait a minute. The Virgin is looking at Elon Musk, who's named after a, a former cologne or whatever. God damn it. Is something. What? Yeah. They, they want to start space tourism. No, they don't. They want to. They can see with the writing on the wall. They want to get the fuck out of here. That's what they want to do. They're creating a goddamn fucking way for each of them to get to wherever the fuck they think they're going and get the hell out of here before this planet fucking just eats itself alive. And all these idiots worry about it. Well, you know, how can we pay for this stuff? Because then it's going to be on our children. Well, okay, you know what's going to happen? There won't be anything for the, you know, the children won't be able to fucking, they won't be alive. Okay? Unless we pay for the stuff. All right? It's got to be done. And if we pay for the stuff, then they'll be alive and then we'll generate money and then we'll be able to actually maybe get something. Fucking we can live properly. God damn it. This is unbelievable. And it's screaming about it for years. Everybody has. Oh, no, we can't do it because we got to play again. No. Enough's enough. Ball game's over. We cross the line. Everybody knows we've crossed the line except the group of dinosaurs that are wandering around hoping that they'll turn into fossil fuels. Okay. God damn it. This is exhausting. Just exhausting. Same shit week after week after week. We leave, we leave that, you know, the former leader behind. And then we, we, you know, and then with that nonsense, now we go into a whole new cycle of bullshit. God damn it. The madness is, it's, 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 un, it's unbefuckingleavable. It really is. Kidding me. What the fuck is the matter with us? And, and, and it's, are we really, what are we trying to show now? What have we been doing now? Now we, we can't even fucking, it's people are, the, the fucking, it's, it's the, the goddamn, we have a fucking vaccine and, and people won't vaccinate. And it's on the rise in all the states, cases on the rise. Because people won't do it because they've got no fucking information. Because we've decided that it's okay for anybody to say whatever the fuck they want. You know, it's, that's, that's, you know, that's the freedom. Once you take your mask off, you can bl- blithering whatever the fuck. Yeah, boy, they, you, you know, you're going to end up, you, your, your nuts will fall off, your ear sacks, your ear sacks, whatever the fuck your ear sacks are. God damn it. Okay? Freedom isn't the, doesn't mean that you get to make shit up. And that makes by making shit up that that's it makes it real, okay? People showing up, sticking shit. I saw it again. He said he showed up in Ohio, in front of I guess the the uh, the representatives in front of their representatives there. Same group of you know wherever they come from. How come this metal sticks to me? Because you're sweating like a pig. All right. Boy, you said, hey, boy, Jenny, shut up. Yeah, that's why. It got caught on the sweat, magnetized. People are magnetized. People are being tracked. You fucking carry a phone around. Why do, do we have to do this? Huh? In the name of what? You'd rather be dead? You don't watch them taking person after person after person who's not vaccinated themselves into the fucking hospital? When is the, what, at what point do you not see reality? How come this is not seen as people are being psychotic? Okay? 
How come it's not a mental health issue? Gee, I could be cured. I could stop this. But I don't want to do that because that would mean that uh, the former leader would be upset with me or my neighbors because I haven't got. Why? What are we? You know what? I think I mean, one wonders if it's just a concerted effort on one part of, of our country. Uh, really trying to leave behind a record of how not to deal with a pandemic. Let us show you exactly how not to deal with a pandemic. This will be the perfect way that even when you find a way to, to put a damper on it, everybody knows, except those who deny it. Everybody knows, because the numbers are there, that if um, you, uh, you, the people who are going to the hospitals are people who are um, have not been vaccinated. That's what is happening. And now you're allowing these variants to just fucking run rampant. And we're going to end up with more variants. And people have, have, have just got uh, a, a video. Kathleen is working this week, which is unbelievable to me. Uh, I work next week, but she had to actually fly out to Reno, which seemed to be a very scary place. And um, she was uh, sitting at the uh, the Los Angeles airport. They have to flying back. She flew from Reno to L.A. and then L.A. I guess back to back home. And it was she sent the pictures to people at the airport. They're packed in. Granted, hopefully it seems like most of them are wearing masks, but it's a madhouse. It is a fucking madhouse. We are crazy. We have lost our fucking minds. We have lost our way, and we can. And there, there are people out there. What what country? We got all the food we possibly want. Let's throw it away. We got all the vaccines we possibly want. Let's throw it away. Let us prove to the world that the the, the greatest country on earth is the most wasteful country on earth. That's what we are. That is that is really what we lead the world in. Waste. That is what we're good at. We are given God's gifts. Oh, did he say that? Yeah, he said it. Okay. Did I say that to the rubber chicken? Yeah, I did. Because nobody's in here in this cable access fucking studio I've seen to establish for myself. It's freaking me out. It freaks me out to sit here and talk like this without anyone listening. I mean, I know you're listening. And I'd like to thank all of you who sent in your rants, because that's what's keeping, obviously, what you can see what's happening here. You're keeping my tenuous grip on reality, at least with somewhat of a grip. It's as tenuous as it might be, but thank you for that. But it is just, uh, we, I, I, I don't, I didn't even, I just, well, it's just it's too much. We just it don't, we do not get it. We just, we, we just say, uh, I, I, I don't know, I went down a road there and now I'm, I'm lost. I went into a cul-de-sac. That happens from time to time, especially when you, you try to make a point especially in these times, and especially when everything is making you fucking crazy. And this is really making me crazy. And, they, and you know, they, they also have to stop when they say that the people came back, that, you know, from, uh, you know, the, 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 these people got uh, vaccinated, but they got, uh, they were, they, they tested positive for COVID. What they have to say is, is that they're asymptomatic or that they're slightly sick and that they're not in the hospital and that they're not suffering. Okay, or they have to tell us what the fuck's going on if it's bad, but they're not. So since they're kind of just saying that they got it 
then it just makes it sound like, well, if you get the if you get the shot, it doesn't matter because you could get it anyway and end up in the hospital because that's what it fucking sounds like. Come on, keep the information lanes clear, folks. It's your job out there. Do it. All we can do is listen and hope you fucking clarify shit so that people are able to fucking not be afraid of getting vaccinated. God damn it. Even the rubber chicken's been vaccinated three times. Son of a bitch. And I had to take him the third time. But I was like so pissed. Really? You need it? Yeah. I told him he doesn't need it. He's a rubber chicken. He doesn't give a shit. He's like, it's like his Pinocchio thought he'd become a boy. The rubber chicken thinks he's going to become a real chicken. Just makes you nuts. But that's who's in the room with me. That's who's here in the cable access room. Meanwhile, uh, it just gets crazier by the day. We're still talking. What are we? It's, it's the, rep, the repetitions. They all leave Texas because Texas it wants to uh, start their. Um, they're back to boy. Oh boy, we got to clean up our uh, act. We really got to make sure that a voter uh, the voter thing is uh, make sure that it's pristine. Make sure that there's no voter fraud, even though there was no voter fraud in Texas. Okay, uh, because nobody's got the energy down there to, to be a fraudulent voter or the wherewithal or the time. I think there were two fraudulent folks in Texas. Stop it. Please fucking stop it. Okay. They send you a thing. They send you a thing in the mail. All right. You nobody collects these things and then signs them all and sends them back. All right. That does not happen. Okay. There's nobody running around doing that. It's not the way it works. Son of a bitch. But they'll tell you that and that's the way it'll go. And so these people flee Texas all the Democrats flee Texas. What? God, we don't have time. We don't have time for this. We have a discussion of this voting proposition. Okay? Please, God damn it. But we're going to go over and over and over again because we're not walking anywhere. We are on a goddamn treadmill. All right? We're not taking a hike to a better tomorrow. We are on a treadmill that goes fucking nowhere. Over fucked every step over and over and over. And we wear our little Fitbits to count the steps because that's all we've got are steps. Steps that lead nowhere. Steps that take us absolutely nowhere. Boy, what about this fucking way we're going to go in terms of infrastructure? They're arguing infrastructure. Boy, okay, so get it done. Just get it the fuck done. The boy, the income tax credit. Apparently, that for, for, child, for children that, that, uh, that they just uh, sent out the checks for cuts child poverty by 50%. Is that true? If it's true, then keep it. If that's what it does, all right? Or these people are going to use it for drugs. Some people will use it for drugs, okay? Most people won't. It isn't the way it works, all right? Most people who have children want to take care of their children and are killing themselves to take care of their children. Stop being so fucking arrogant about it, okay? Because you saw somebody in a store doing something, buying something. Fuck you. And then extrapolate that and make it 90% of the people. Stop with your fucking statistics, all right? And if you'll stop with your statistics, then I'll stop up making up mine. But I have a fucking profound faith in the human nature of people who have families and want to work. And it's, if it's 70%, that's great. 
If it's 80%, that's even greater. And I think it's closer to that. Or it's 90%. Who knows? Who the fuck? But stop it. Please. Well, we don't have the money to do this. Yeah, we do. Well, because we don't want to tax people. We don't want, well, nobody's asking you to tax people. We're asking you to tax people who make more than X. All right? And these these companies have made a ton of money and then made a ton of money with this new tax thing. And then they made it so that the corporate tax rate in Europe has come down. They're basically, everybody will have an equal tax rate except for two countries, you know, I guess, uh, you know, Liechtenstein and Bavaria. Who knows? I don't know. But that, but that will help. And, and just realize that, God damn it, you know, stop. It, it, it's not like these companies are like, uh, you know, it, it really. Look at Amazon. Cry, every time you turn around, they're doing this. Oh, look, we're doing this, but we're, ah, and we're, and we're sending a rocket into space. Really? That was, that was what, uh, you know, that was what the money from Amazon went for. Okay? Wake up. All right. He still could have had the rocket and done other shit for the American people. All right. And he didn't even have to do it. It just should have been taken out of the company. If the company's not going to do a sharing plan, it would be fine by me. Do a sharing plan. Do something. But they're not. Okay. What do you want us to do if you're not going to tax the richest of the rich? The rich don't pay taxes. All right. I mean, it's the, that was the headline. I talked about that three weeks ago. It all was repeated. It's all the same shit over and over and over again. I've been talking about this shit for uh, forever, but certainly not locked up by myself inside of a goddamn makeshift table studio without makeup and proper hair care products. <laughs> God damn it. What, what the fuck do the Republicans want? Huh? Okay, don't. Don't make the taxes that high, but stop pretending. Stop acting like the middle class is going to get taxed. They're not. Stop it. People who have a lot of money are going to get taxed. Companies that have a fuckload, shitload of money are going to get taxed. All right? What do you want us to do instead? How do you want to raise money to get things done that need to be done? Should we all just start having bake sales every fucking day? Huh? What do you think's going on out here? And you're not paying attention. Nobody is because the shit's hitting the fan in all sorts of other ways. All right. There's a shootout every fucking time you turn around somewhere. Something horrible's happening in terms of guns. I mean, and not and not even masks. You know, it's like a six year old shot here, or a 12 year old, or a 14 year old by a drive by, by a this, by a that. And they're wandering into stores and just grabbing shit and selling it. God knows where. Fuck us. And meanwhile, in Congress, they fucking, every one of them's got a fiddle. Every one of them's Nero. Stop it. Start paying attention. Start walking the streets. Stop pretending you know shit. Okay? Stop with your fucking arrogance. Oh, I know that you, no, you don't. You have to sit there and listen to some of these idiots. We're going to do this or that. Even the ones who I kind of agree with irritate the fuck out of me. Just get out and do the job. Okay? Speak English to people. Enough is fucking enough. God damn it. And get that ad off with the emu.
while we're at it. Okay? Congress can't do anything else. Get that emu off the air. Lemu and emu. Or whatever that fucking ad is. God damn it. Who buys a goddamn insurance? Buys insurance because an emu is selling it. All I think is, who the fuck trained, trained that emu? And is it a real emu? Or did they a fucking, you know, chroma key in an emu? I once worked with a comic way early. And I, this could have been the thing that drove me out of comedy. It was me, the middle act, who's comic, had a, his, his, his uh, photo, you know, you have these photos you see in comedy clubs. His headshot was, uh, I forget his name, all the all for the best. It was him. It was his, it, it, two shots of him, and it was comedian, and, and then a shot of an emu, and emu farmer. Comedian and emu farmer. That's when I should have known. That was my middle act. I wish the emu had been the middle act. And then I'd have some stories to tell, other than sitting here ranting and raving like a lunatic. Meanwhile, in Tennessee, just to keep things happening, my good pal Kathleen, who lives there, uh, I won't even talk to her about this because I, she's been, she yells and screams every day about what goes on there. The Tennessee Department of Health, this is unbelievable, uh, halted all vaccine outreach to kids. How do you do that? How the fuck do you do that? All vaccine outreach, all vaccine outreach, all vaccine outreach to kids, not just for COVID-19, but all diseases. The mid-pressure from the GOP, what are they doing? You can't do that. Seriously. You're the, if you're if you, either you're old enough uh, that your your parents were the first ones to get that uh, that uh, polio shot, you got a polio. What do you think the fuck of the or took the Saban sugar cube, huh? That was fucking tough. That was weird. This is not weird. There's years and years and years and years and years of research that had gone into this that you missed out on. Okay, and the polio thing was like, holy fuck, let's give it a shot. It was like a moonshot. Sock and Saban. All right. I'll never forget those names. That's how come I'm walking. You're not going to tell kids to get the fucking vaccines they need for HPV and all the other shit that we know how to deal with. Please stop. Stop it. It is not your right. You don't make these decisions. You're a goddamn representative. You're not a doctor, douchebag. God damn it. And the, the staff was ordered to remove the agency logo from any documents providing vaccine info to the public. Okay, I'm, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm wiped out. This has wiped me out today. All I've done is yell and bark like a big bad dog. Arr, 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 arr. And uh, I'm, I'm just, I can't get over this. So there's a, there was a health official that they fired um, who found out that, uh, you know, you were supposed to be able to send these things. The kids could make these decisions on their own. The health official in Tennessee, that's where it all started. So I did that uh, uh, yelling and screaming backwards. So I kind of went from the end of the paragraph or screaming, you know, at the beginning of the paragraph, which is where it should have started. And that's where we are. This is why um, we need... Um, to have uh, taxes for people who make over a certain amount of money. Because I believe when people make over a certain amount of money, they start to lose their fucking minds, okay? That's what I believe. Residents of New York's 
Tony Hamptons, that's the Hamptons, which is out on Long Island, which I never like going to, but they're East Hampton and West Hampton, and very, very, uh, it's beautiful, but very, uh, very wealthy. Um, people go out there in the summer, and some people live out there all year. You can, you know, people chop her out. Yes, they do. Or take a thing called a jitney. Who the fuck takes a jitney? Everyone else calls it a bus. All right. They're complaining that a post-pandemic labor shortage has forced them to do their own gardening and grooming. Wow, can you imagine? Can you fucking imagine? They have to do their own gardening and grooming. You can get your nails done. You can't get your nails done, sorry, said an alarmed East Hampton resident. Everyone's going for the natural look. Another Hamptonite said he had to buy a lawnmower and cut my own lawn, but found a silver lining. This is unbelievable. This is what's breaking people out there in the midst of a pandemic. I had to take my $800 sneakers off first, but it was actually very satisfying. Yes, it was, it was satisfying. <laughs> For him to take his $800 sneakers off, which may be why we might need, seriously, to think about, um, you know, you know, taxing rich people so that they will feel satisfied when they have to do certain things. I'll tell you what my, my father did, just the lawnmower reminds me of this, uh, was when I was a kid, he decided uh, for exercise, he would stop having the gas mower and maybe too because of a little bit of, uh, you know, environmental that uh, in terms of exercise, he'd get a uh, just a regular push mower, just push it around. No, uh, no external energy other than your your arms and your legs and uh, and the and the thing spinning. Holy fuck! Oh, did that irritate my brother and I? But it's probably a good thing. Uh, probably uh, is going to give me a, a longer life. <laughs> certainly, certainly. Well, my father lived to one hundred and one, so. For those of you who uh, have a lawn that you can, you're doing with just a regular pushing that gas mower around, you might want to think, hey, time to get just, uh, just to get an old style lawnmower. Just going to, you know, use your hands and your legs, your arms and your legs. Well, that's it. That's it from here. The 50th Rantcast, we made it through. We had some glitches along the way. I had to start that thing three times, and that probably noticeably made me a little angrier during the whole thing, which is a lot of what, what happens. Um, I'm hoping to get a, a new, another Rantcast out, 51, uh, next week. I, it's a little tight because I'll be doing my uh, show at Chautauqua once again. Uh, I'm here advertising it uh, myself. I don't know how else to get the word out, but... Uh, for those of you who are up near that area, you might want to roll on in. It should be interesting. It's going to be fun. Uh, and I got it outlined and everything. And now it'll be interesting to watch my memory at work, as, it, as you've seen even here. You see what, what goes on here. So imagine. And I'll have sheaths of paper. I used to carry paper on stage, but now it'll be more like, uh, wow, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Maybe a scientist uh, giving a final briefing before they, uh, they they decide that, you know, that climate change isn't real. And they, uh, in uh, at the Supreme Court, and, they, and, and that scientist is, and his sheath of papers is taken away. I just would like to thank you uh, 
for uh, all the rants that were sent in this week, all the rants that you continue to send in. Um, I will continue to read them. I will continue to hope that I'm doing them justice. There's some uh, really uh, different takes this week. There's some uh, responses that uh, I think are, are fascinating and to some, some of the stuff that has been said over the past few weeks. And, uh, and there's, of course, a number of funny ones. And there's just people who are generally pissed, uh, which anyone can understand. As uh, as we as we roll that rock up that hill again, oh oh, the United States of Sisyphus. As we together roll that rock and hope that we make it up that fucking mountain, I do hope we get get up there. I do hope you have a good week. I do hope that fucking people uh, have an awakening. I wish uh, somehow that Jesus would return, and uh, and vaccinate for everyone. Maybe that's what it would take for Jesus to come, to go from church to church to church, or just appear on, on, on this cable. I, I invite him to appear here on my cable access show, but to appear maybe on television and, and, and vaccinate and beg the people of the world to vaccinate themselves, especially beg the people in this country for starters. Okay, if we want to be the leaders of the world, but a lot of us don't. We don't even want to be the leaders of our community or our children or our children's children. And so it goes. Um, But if anybody's got a direct line to Jesus, please, please see if he'll come down just for that, just for a quick um, vaccine talk. That's who we need. Now more than ever, that's who we need. Jesus Christ, vaccinator. Take care, and thanks for getting me to 50. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. This is rolled in from one irritated Texan. It comes to us from Faye Wallace. The Republicans, especially here in Texas, are pissing me off. When the Democrats, that grew some balls, took off to Washington to stop the crazy Republicans' attempt to get rid of drive-up voting and just voting in Texas, period, did make me laugh my ass off. Unfortunately, probably a little too late to be playing hardball. Hmm? Then Governor Hot Wheels, (laughs) 
says he will have them arrested. For what? Playing the same game that the repulsive Republicans play? Give me a break. Governor Hot Wheels needs to get more people to take the vaccine and do something about our power grid. That is a lot more important and crucial for Texan lives than his hard-on to screw up voting rights or women's rights. He needs to concentrate on real problems in Texas. We are in just as much shit as we were during the great Texas blizzard of 2021. We are being told to cut back on power, uh, a.k.a. air conditioning, so that we don't break the power grid. But he wants to arrest Democrats for standing up for the people of Texas. If you can't beat them, join them. Maybe we should have a bunch of people that are not really Republicans act batshit crazy and come up with even more batshit crazy ideas to run on that the crazy brunwash Republicans who believe. And then once in office, vote for the real people, the hardworking people of Texas, and not this crazy shit they keep wanting to pass. We have to do something before our democracy is gone. We need stealth Democrats. Time to step up the game. I could bitch about more, but we'll save it for another time. By the way, feel free to put this into your own words if mine don't make much sense. And thank you, Lewis Black. Feel free to use my name, Faye Wallace. Uh Uh-uh, I'm not going to put it in my words. You did a splendid job. And that's why I do this, Faye. Because it's really about you folks, you know, getting it off your chest. Um, I'll be getting it off mine soon enough. Once again, when I hit the road, but that was just splendid. I'm going to just want to run that by again. That was a great sentence. It made perfect sense. (laughs) And tough to make perfect sense when you're in a state where I can't believe that they're asking you to cut back already on the air conditioning. So you don't break the power. I can't believe they haven't dealt with the power grid shit. Of course, why would I? Why would I not? Why do I? Seriously, Lewis? I can't believe that. Of course, I believe it. If you can't beat them, join them. Maybe we should have a bunch of people that are not really Republicans act batshit crazy and come up with even more batshit crazy ideas to run on so that the crazy brainwashed Republicans would believe it. And then once in office, vote for the real people, the hardworking people of Texas, and not this crazy shit they keep wanting to pass. That's a splendid sentence there. That's it's a great idea, Stealth Democrats, really, to come up with people who just come up with more and more psychotic ideas. Out QAnon, QAnon. Um, and uh, I can't thank you enough for that, Faye. Just uh, delightful. Delightful to hear from you. <laughs> and delightful to hear of your pain. <laughs> Truly a joy. From Edmund Liss, something a little unusual, a rant that ends quite sweetly. Hi, Lewis. I've been listening to your rantcast for the past year of the pandemic as I walk, or you could say pace, back and forth the 50-foot length of my house as a form of exercise because I couldn't go out and play. I pace for an hour, and that comes out to two miles. Sounds like fun, right? <laughs> anyway, as I walk and listen, I'm thinking of all the crazy shit that's been going on from Trump, and the elections, to COVID, to fires, floods, and famines. So much fodder for an epigram. But it's all been said. What more is there to rant about? So I'm going to go off in an even more dangerous and taboo direction. My loving wife of 36 years. First, let me set the stage. 
four months before the pandemic started, my wife and I retired and moved to the desert of Baja next to the Sea of Cortez, just a couple of hours south of the U.S. border. Oh, that was a good move, I tell you, Edmund, a very good move. As part of the move, we did a lot of decluttering, giving the goodwill boxes and bags full of stuff that we didn't think we could or would use or need down, down here. And as you can imagine, over the past 18 months, there have been more than a few instances of a conversation that goes something like this. One of us says, do you know where the fill-in-the-blank small kitchen tool or appliance is? The response will be, I don't know. Did we bring it? The reply then being, I'm not sure. And then, did you look in the drawer or cabinet? And then back to, I, I didn't. I can't find it. Over to, well, then, I guess we didn't bring it. To finally, shit. I sure wish we had it. At this point, we either just do without or order a new one online, which takes us extra time and money through our mail service. Okay. So now this brings me to my actual rant. Last week, my wife got a box from eBay that she's all excited about. I'm not paying much attention as she unpacks it, but I soon realized that it's some very well-bubble-wrapped fine china. It's actually two full sets, plates, cups, and saucers, just like the ones my wife originally bought way back in 1979 before she moved out of her parents' house and into her first apartment. I sure don't remember when she gave those away, but I know we didn't have them in our last home of 20 years in California. I looked at her holding and looking at the china and really bit my tongue because unlike what I was thinking, I just said, feeling a little nostalgic, were you? And walked away. It didn't help that she said that she really just wanted the teacups, but they wouldn't sell them separately. So what was I really thinking and saying to myself? What the fuck were you thinking? Huh? We never used the fine china when we owned the full set, and I'm sure as hell that we're not going to use it now. And just like all the other useless crap you've ordered since we moved down here, what am I supposed to do with this shit if you die before I do? We're getting older and closer to the end. We have no kids or close family that want any of this. So what the fuck? We decluttered for a reason. And now all reason seems to be gone. So that's the rant in my head. But fortunately for me and my marriage, my heart just can't help but smile when I see how much joy she gets from holding that teacup or any of the other little pieces of shit that make our newly cluttered house our home. Well put, Edmund. Well, well written, well said. Uh, that was delightful. And who knew Iran could be delightful? They all are, actually. But that's truly a different one. And all the other little pieces of shit. Um, enjoy it down there. As the boxes roll in, I'm sure there'll be more uh, coming your way. Shelly Lovell sent this along for us, and I'm, I'm glad she did. Dear Lewis, on last week's show, you talked a lot about empathy. It's something I think about a lot, maybe because I work with kids for so long, and it was always something we were trying to teach the children. Think about how other people feel, what other people may have been through, to varying degrees of success, I'm sure, but it seemed like a worthwhile endeavor. It's hard not to believe we're becoming less empathetic as a country. 
whether it's random beatings of Asian senior citizens or airline passengers punching flight attendants or half the country refusing to wear a piece of cloth on their faces to prevent the spread of a deadly disease. It seems we've become a country of angry, sleep-deprived, over-sugared toddlers, striking out at anyone who dares to tell us no and wondering why everyone leaves the playground when we show up. Here's a small example of this inability to empathize and its consequences in real life, my real life. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Last week, it was 111 degrees on, on one day. Uh, I'll repeat that because it's just 111 degrees on one day and 113 the next, both record-setting temperatures, unheard of in this part of the country. I'm originally from Maryland, so am I, where the humidity and heat are ass-crack of Satan oppressive. Yes, they are. But this, this was open the oven and stick your head in heat. Phoenix, Arizona heat. In a part of the country where relatively few people have air conditioning and where there are a lot of forests and where we had major fires last year. There is a lot of shit to burn here, Lewis. Last year, in fact, we had a fire close enough to cause us to go to a level one evacuation. Now, that doesn't mean grab everything and run, but it's the first level to get ready. And because we've run a senior dog and horse rescue, we chose to evacuate our horses just in case we went to the next level. I don't know about you, but I don't want to be trying to load horses in the middle of the night as a fucking fire is racing up the only road into and out of my property. Uh, but I digress. We had uh, several weeks of above average temps and then these record breaking highest temperature on earth two days. And then, then it was the 4th of July. And for once, our county showed some sanity and banned fireworks. So I fucking relaxed for a few days because I fucking hate the 4th of July. I hate explosions. I'll just say it. They unnerve me. They scare the hell out of my animals and they irritate the shit out of me. Also, what the fuck? I get that folks like the pretty colors of fireworks, but the ones they set off around here are just bombs. No pretty colors, no lights, just bombs. You have no idea if you haven't heard it. It's insane. I, I try to empathize with this, this need to set off explosives. I, I cannot. I, I don't get it. Fireworks simulate war, and war is horrendous. Why exactly are we using this symbolic gesture to celebrate freedom? Who started this shit? And more to the point, when will we stop this ever escalating and meaningless ritual? Also, who's making money off this, huh? Because like everything else, I'm guessing that's the bottom line. Long story short, 4th of July comes along with the fireworks banned. And what happens? Every fucking pickup truck flag-waving asshole in this area set off as many fireworks as they ever have. Maybe more, despite the dry, dry conditions everywhere, despite the burn bans, the ban on fireworks sale and use, 
despite last year's devastating fires, despite the fact that if you set a fire to your property, it will certainly set fire to mine and everyone else's. The fireworks started in the afternoon and went on throughout the night. It was more important to these people to celebrate July 4th with their fireworks than to consider that they might endanger the lives and properties of everyone around them. I wasn't surprised, Lewis. Mostly, I'm depressed and sad because you know what I kept thinking? I kept thinking, I hope they blow their hands off. That's where I went. That's how this works. Years and years of trying to reason with people, getting nowhere, and now I'm on the I hope you disfigure yourself in the name of freedom train. I alarm myself, Lewis. It doesn't feel good. It's not a feeling that lasts. And the next day, I'm back to trying to understand these people and to rein in my anger and frustration. I'm back to trying to empathize. But yeah, I'm, I'm tired. I'm pretty fucking tired. Thanks for that, Shelly. Thank you. Um, I think everybody's pretty fucking tired. That's for sure. Everybody on all sides of everything. Um, and that's certainly one of the, you, you, you put your, you, you, you hit the nail on the head there. Um, my, I, went, so I saw my doctor yesterday. He said one of the things that uh, the folks, he's, his patients that he's seeing and talking to, uh, and the, the healthy ones, and I apparently was, I got a good bill of health yesterday, um, that uh, everyone's exhausted. Um, and so it's understandable. It probably exhausts you a bit more, especially trying to, to get back the energy to be empathetic again and then to feel badly that you felt the things that you felt while they're blowing shit up and having laughing and having the time of their lives. Um, you know, I keep going back. We were given a garden. I mean, that's one of the things I got from the Bible. <laughs> you got a garden, you got to take care of it. You're doing your part. I appreciate it. I really appreciate the words you sent in. Maxwell S. has this to say about a uh, another doctor who seems to have joined the list of nuts, the growing list of nuts, the staggering list of nuts that seem to be wandering about out there, even as I speak, even as I do this for him. I hang out with this right-wing friend who works for the government. He's not taking the vaccine. Instead, he's taking this mix of vitamins that was concocted by Dr. Zev Zelenko. Zelenko was actually the doctor who somehow suggested to Donald Trump and Giuliani that hydroxychloroquine could be used to fight the coronavirus despite a total lack of documentation. And not even Trump has mentioned hydroxy lately. Even Trump has taken the vaccine. Meanwhile, this doctor has given up and thinks vaccines are evil. Zelenko had to move from his community when the leaders asked him to stop what he was doing 
that he was under investigation from a federal prosecutor. He makes Facebook posts telling people to not be afraid while saying that COVID-19 is a bioterrorism attack. I think a doctor saying there's a bioterrorism attack is a reason to be afraid. Zelenko has said that antibiotics work against the coronavirus. Did this guy graduate from medical school? Antibiotics fend off bacteria, not viruses. He's telling people to have faith to get cured along with taking his concoction. Point is, this is the kind of snake oil salesman exploiting people's fear of vaccines because Jenny McCarthy had to set back vaccine acceptance by decades and it's made its way into QAnon beliefs. This guy shouldn't be getting the attention he's getting, but he also needs to be told to fuck off. I don't like what I see from Trump supporters, but they should be told that taking the vaccine means they get to vote Republican in 2024. They'll die while taking Zelenko's remedy before getting to vote for Trump. I, for one, want right-wing types to get over these bullshit vaccine claims, even, even if it means they get to vote for Republicans. What's worse, letting people do the opposite of common sense, stay in power, or new variants of the coronavirus popping up, undoing the good our vaccines have done so far? And it's people like Zelenko who could care less because he wants to keep selling snake oil. Snake oil may work better. Maybe we could do that, Maxwell. Maybe we could come up with it, come up with the uh, Lewis and Maxwell's snake oil for COVID. The variants just keep on marching down the pike. I just, I don't know where these guys get degrees. And then why, like with the lawyers, uh, you know, that that are, that are spouting nonsense and are, are ludicrous. You know, with Giuliani, they at least said you can't practice law. How can they can't tell this doctor you can't practice, you know, being a doctor? He runs away. So what if he runs away from one town? Can't they prosecute him? I, these are the questions that will trouble me before I go to sleep, Maxwell. Thanks for ruining my day. All the best. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> B.J. Terry reports to us from the grocery store. Okay, Lewis, I believe we as a society have finally lost our damn minds. I watched as people took social distancing from where it's no longer physical, but emotional distancing. Where we can see the fucking idiots amplified and showing their true inner assholes. But what now has topped off the point we really now can't handle our new reality as a people has become apparent in our new consumerism. Now, I was in the grocery store a month or so ago in my favorite aisle there. You see that my store has combined the chips and salty snacks on one side of the aisle to the cookies and sweets on the other side of the aisle. Yes, Lewis, it's in that place in my world, I hum to the tune of Gangster's Paradise, my personal hit favorite, Fat Man Paradise. So I'm humming along when I see something where the two worlds of this aisle have collided, and now someone had created a Frankenstein monster of my salty and sweet treats. There, I see a bag of smart food popcorn, 
that is supposed to be a fucking healthier alternative on this isle of runaway carbohydrates. And they have combined it with a son of a bitch, Captain Crunch Crunchberry Cereal. What executive at this company said, fucking people have had enough of our healthy snack. It's time to send their asses over the edge. Now, if that weren't enough, and I thought it would have been because I even sent a picture of this to my wife saying, what the hell is this? This morning on our news was a picture of, and I shit you not, Mac and cheese ice cream. I mean, holy shit. This has got to be another fucking joke gone bad. What psychotic brain took the sensory input of eating mac and cheese and thought, you know what will make this the ultimate food is if it were ice cream. I'm scared now to walk into the grocery store to see what's next. Broccoli flavored Oreos, fucking strawberry shortcake mashed potatoes, chicken stuffed with cupcakes. We have lost our damn minds. Do you want to know the coup de gras is that for a nanosecond, I think, God, that might be good. Oh, then I'm like, fuck, I'm not an animal. I cannot give in to these insane midnight nightmare concoctions. I hope for all that is good in this world, we cut their shit out and just get back to good old-fashioned unnecessary snack foods like carrot cake Oreos and our mashed potatoes loaded with bacon, cheese, chives, and huge amounts of butter and sour cream. Oh, you know, the heart attack concoctions that have made our country great. <laughs> well, BJ, Terry, that was splendid. Thank you for that news report from the grocery aisle. I don't get in there enough. I, the Mac, and, I mean, they are combining shit now. It's just crazy. I'll tell you, mashed potatoes, one of my favorites is mashed potatoes with all of that stuff in it, as opposed to the... Uh, uh, oh, that's, you know, you said it. That's one of my favorites, loaded with bacon, cheese, chives. So you don't even, you don't even do the work of getting the uh, baked potato. <laughs> the mashed potato loaded up. Oh, man, a loaded mashed. Oh. Set me off to dreaming down there at the, uh, in Fat Man's Paradise. Thanks, Terry. Roger Werner. Rants about uh, concrete contractors. The problem I'm going to rant about isn't new, but my need for a 15 by 21 foot concrete pad and my inability to get a contractor to even call me back sent me over the fucking edge. I first tried looking up concrete contractors on Google. Now, I live in a metro area with 850,000 people, and I found two. 75 miles away in another fucking county. Neither returned my message. I retried changing the variables and found an entire page of ads for HomeAdvisor, Angie's List, and similar services. I checked HomeAdvisor. I typed in two pages of descriptive shit and hit return and then up pops. We're sorry, we found no contractors able to meet your specifications. What the fuck? I'm not building the fucking space shuttle launch pad. And after a month of looking, I finally gave up and telling myself, hey, I'm 70. What the fuck? I can pour eight yards of concrete. Sure, I fucking can. Huh? I wandered into my local Ace Hardware a few days later and see we do home improvements. Nothing too big or small. And there was a living person to talk with. 
Two weeks later, my pad is poured. What is it that contractors do these days where I live, Central California, huh? To try to piss off potential customers because they sure don't seem interested in work. End rant. I like that end rant. I even poured with others a uh, a concrete uh, slab foundation for uh, a log cabin in Michigan. No one believes this, uh, but it's true. Uh, with my friend Ray Larson, and then uh, he left and he, uh, worked on with his dad and uh, a crew up there. I was very young. I couldn't help you out. Not doing this. Mm-mm. Did it once. Then I retired from the concrete business. Thank you, Roger, and I'm glad you have your, your concrete bed. I wonder what you have it for. You're going to be landing uh, helicopters there? Let me know. Ruben Stein is pissed. Hello, Lewis. I need to make a public service announcement regarding a recent conversation with my 12-year-old daughter. She just told me I'm treating her like a baby because I won't let her have a milkshake for breakfast. Tufsky shitsky goes through my mind and all that comes out is a deer in headlight look and a reaffirming no. Without missing a beat, she doubles down with all her friend's parents let them have one. Like I give a shit. Is this really the way I need to start my day? Fuck! Of all the dumbass stupid things to all those parents out there letting their kids have milkshakes for breakfast. Stop it, you dumb fucks. I'm too tired, too busy, and too annoyed to put up with your inability to say a much-needed fuck no in the morning. How about this? The next time your kid asks for a morning sugar and carb bomb and your nutsack shrivels or your dumbass brain draws a blank, write this down and read it. Sure, my sunshine, but only if we get to jab you with a needle and test your blood sugar four times in the next hour to prepare for your future due to your irresponsible choice of breakfast beverages. Uh, This should work if you cannot find the strength to say no. If it doesn't, then make them a triple because they ain't making it that far out of school anyhow. But they sure as fuck are ready to work a McDonald's making milkshakes for future employees. Thank you again. I do feel a bit better now. Feel free to expletive it up when needed. No, Ruben, you did a fine job on your own. You don't need me to expletive it up. I can't imagine. (laughs) A milkshake for breakfast. What the fuck? Maybe it's it. Maybe they're not getting it. Maybe it's an energy drink. Ruben Nijin Shack. Maybe your daughter's got it wrong. Probably not, though. It probably is a milkshake. Fucking unbelievable. Thanks for sending that along. Uh, I always get an education because I didn't. I've got my imaginary family, but none of them ask for breakfast. They usually like uh, a snack at around eleven. Just a snack. Brian Klenowski is pissed at YouTube. I need to rant about YouTube, not the abuse of it by people to spread lies and propaganda, even though there is a lot of that on the site, but to complain about how YouTube handles the advertising. Now, I'm not one of those people who believes everything should be free and that there should be no advertising, especially on a site like YouTube, where many people who are providing content are doing it for free. And the only income they get is from advertising. 
you don't watch and don't support the advertisers at least once in a while, then at some point, the entertainment will go away. You get what you pay for. It's a simple concept, but to many people these days, they believe that they are entitled to everything for free and that they shouldn't have to pay for anything or watch any advertising. Just gimme, 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 fucking gimme. So I try to support and at least watch or listen to ads. Does that mean I've never skipped an ad or gone and taken a leak while a commercial is on? No. But overall, I do try. Prior to the pandemic, I didn't watch much on YouTube. But with everyone locked in the house, my kids started finding more content on there. And slowly, I started watching programming on it as well. Comedy, sports, news, documentaries, people touring dead malls or talking about the latest Marvel TV series on Disney+, Plus, whatever. And most have ads. And again, I'm okay with that. But why the fuck? Can't YouTube figure out how to use their vast backing of Google to find pauses in the programming where the ads can be inserted? It's just fucking random. It pisses me off to the point where I want to click on that skip ad and five seconds button in the bottom right corner of the screen. I will give you an example. This happened when I came across a channel that was talking about various religious stories and the historical artifacts related to said stories. I had to write this down because this is exactly what I heard. God said to Moses, the average man has five to 20 pounds of toxic poop in their body at any moment. What the fuck? As funny as that is, I really don't think God would be wasting his time to explain to Moses about proper bowel functioning. It was Mel Brooks being serious in the history of the world, part one, when Moses brought the 15 commandments before dropping one of the three tablets. Was 11 to 15 filled with bathroom advice? Is that where the whole circumcision atrocity really came from? But seriously, YouTube's advertising strategy does crap like this all the time. And it's always jarring because it's almost always happening during mid-sentence. With all of Google's technology, they can't come up with a better way to insert ads. Huh? Something that waits for a break in the sound on the video? It can't be that difficult. I don't believe I'm asking too much. Take care, Lewis, and beware of all that toxic poop in your body. Remember, God said so. Brian Klenowski. Thank you, Brian. I haven't caught any of those. I never watched one long enough to see that, that ad in the midst of them. I've only seen the ones at the beginning. I sadly never watched the whole thing and I've got stuff on there. I didn't even watch the stuff that my stuff is on. And, and I don't even watch those ads for more than five seconds. Maybe I should. Preston Thompson went to a Little Caesars to pick up some pizzas and came back with this rant for us. One of the things in life that really pisses me off is companies that let teenagers run their operations, like fast food restaurants. I live with my parents because, well, shit happens, and the earth has better things to do than make sure that nobody bothers me on a daily basis. Anyhow, one day my mother asks me to get Little Caesar's pizza because she's had a long day, and most sane people I know don't thoroughly enjoy cooking anyway. 
So I go to Little Caesars and I order two pepperonis with a crazy sauce. Uh, that's red sauce, in case you weren't already aware. They put it in a nice little transparent container that basically says, I'm a sauce that's red. I asked for it. And the young lady at the cash register shows me this container of pizza dip that's garlic flavored. Because when we think pizza, yep, we think, oh, where's the fucking garlic dip? I asked her about it and she's like, well, yeah, that's, that's what we put on our pizza. I don't know, Lewis, you can try to puzzle that out. It gives me a headache, which is the last thing I need in July when it's 100 degrees outside. In any case, she insisted it was the crazy sauce, and I went with it. Because what the fuck am I supposed to say? Do I say, is there garlic in your crazy sauce? I don't even eat this shit. My stepfather eats it. I just know it's red. So I go home with my supposed crazy sauce, and exactly as I expected, it's not the same stuff I brought home with me like 200 times in the past. Anyway, I don't know how old the lady was, but she couldn't have been older than 18. I know because when you go in there and the person taking your order looks like she hasn't seen the sun in three days, there's no additional screenings or questions necessary. Hopefully next time, instead of wondering if only the sauce that's red is what I'm looking for, maybe we'll just find some place that's not run by high school Cinderella's that are more worried about their boyfriends asking why they didn't let them squeeze their tits last night than knowing what's on their employer's fucking menu. They don't know what to say. I've never been to Little Caesars. Mikal Katarina is angry. Oh, very angry. Getting old fucking sucks. After working 30 years as an audio engineer, thanks to Trump slash COVID, I haven't worked a fucking day since March 10th, 2020. Even trying to find a mindless job at a big box hardware store, the local convenience store, I'm being told I'm too old, not qualified, or the best one, too smart slash educated. Well, fuck me running. I have an electronics degree from MIT. Yet the local gas station says, I'm too smart. Huh? Yet the media pumps the bullshit out of bazillions of employers looking to hire people and can't find anyone. Are you shitting me? Without your rants to keep my sanity in check, razor blades and rat poison are looking as good options. Well, I sure, Mikal, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure I'm pronouncing that right. M-I-C-A-L, probably not close, but I... I do hope you find work and I fully understand why you're pissed and it's unbelievable. And then, uh, and that you can't find work that, uh, you know, that you, you deserve that, you know, you gotta, you went to MIT for fuck's sake. Are you shitting me? An electronics degree from there. You should, there should be something fucking unbelievable. It's, uh, it's extraordinary. I hope you do find work. I hope that, um, don't, don't turn to razor blades, uh, or rat poison. This response to something I talked about in the last rant cast came in from Philip Keel Gehiber or Jehiber, depending on, um, which thing I went to on the, uh, on the internet, uh, pronunciation f fucking thing that they've got here and the, they're two different pronunciations. So depending, um, uh, and you may even have a different pronunciation, Philip. 
Um, but um, uh, I'm glad you sent this in, and I, th- I think it's uh, it. Um, what what's interesting to me is is that this has evolved into uh, more than just people ranting. It's then people taking a, a pause and responding to uh, what other people have said, what I've said, and uh, it's become a discussion too. Um, it's evolved, isn't that something? I wish I had. <laughs> so. I'm reading all of this at the beginning and I'm reading it to get to the end of it. It's not because of the compliment, um, which I appreciate, fellow. But I like what you said at the end here at the beginning. Does that make sense? You'll understand it once I start reading it. Hi, Lewis. Thank you for the valuable work you do as a pressure release valve for your audience's anger. I would explode some days if not for your rant cast, letting me know that I'm not alone in my fury at the quack fuckery of the world. Whoo, these last several years, holy fuckity fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck, fuck. That's why. This is the first rant I've written, and it's less a rant than an appeal for understanding to you and your listeners. On this week's rant cast, July 14th, Bastille Day, you read and responded to news about trigger warnings in colleges and the language that was recommended people not use in the classroom or on campus. I agree it seems absurd when phrases like take a shot in the dark or even trigger warning itself are labeled as possibly re-traumatizing. Have the PC language police gone too far? Phrases of this ilk are so baked into our colloquial language that they seem harmless. I've used them myself many times without thinking twice about their literal meanings or how others might interpret them. But I'd like to suggest that your anger at the college who produced the list, it was Brandeis actually, and the PC gone off the rails culture that lead to such a list is misplaced. See, I've taught English literature and writing at the university level for over a decade. I've taught at large state schools in the South, Catholic colleges, a military service academy, and and an Ivy League school. And I've been lucky to teach wonderful students from a very wide range of backgrounds and life experiences. But one kind of experience has been common across all of the different groups of students I've taught. Since this is America, too many of my students have told me about the traumatizing experiences with gun violence. And I can only imagine how many more kept silent about this. I've taught students who lost siblings and parents to suicide, women subjected to violent spousal abuse, and even a student who was a few seats away from people killed in a movie theater mass shooting. What boils my blood and what I think we should all be seethingly furious with is the underlying culture and legal system that prioritizes the infantile desires of white men to do whatever the fuck they want to, to the detriment of everyone else's rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I'm a white guy, and I've spent a lot of time with gun owners. I've used guns myself, and fuck me sideways with a bump stuck are the things white guys, gun owners, get their knickers in a twist about minor. Talk about coddling, huh? What about the folks coddled by politicians who won't even consider bare minimum and widely popular 
gun regulations for fear that the most extreme gun owners will erupt in conniptions. Our language is violent because our history and culture are violent. The phrases we use are only a symptom of the underlying cancer. And I think we should be righteously pissed off at the cancer instead of tiny symptomatic distractions like the trigger warnings you brought up. For the emotional sakes of students who have found the body of a dead loved one, have to wonder if an abuser will pull a gun on them when they get home tonight. And had to watch helplessly as people got gunned down in a, a goddamn movie theater. I'm happy to use language that is not freighted with an underlying violence. If I can do anything, no matter how small, to avoid re-traumatizing someone who has had such an unimaginably horrific experience, changing a phrase I use is literally the least I can do. We don't know what people have gone through, but I can guarantee you that every listener in America either has had a direct experience with gun violence or is close to someone who's experienced gun violence. If we have the ability of making their lives even in the tiniest way better, then shouldn't we? If you read this one, thanks for airing my thoughts. Glad to see you going out on the road again and hoping to catch you live soon. All the best to you, your mother, and the listeners out there just trying to muddle through through the bullshit with a glimmer of happiness. Keel. Well, thank you, Keel. I've yelled about both uh, things. I can understand uh, you're being in a classroom, and so I'm kind of uh, new to this um, this world of uh, trigger warnings. And... Um, and I, but I, I, I still somehow feel um, that uh, there might be a way around this. And uh, it's, I, I, I do feel it's important that the place for that discussion is in the, um, is in the academic environment, which is why we have the academic environment. Uh, and that uh, coming from a period, I guess, of growing up when there was, uh, not as much gun violence. And I have to say that I was trying to, when I read that, I was thinking, uh, have I been uh, ever in, a, in, was there ever gun violence in my life? And I, I, I was shot at twice, but both times in the dark. And um, not for, for, you know, once, both, both because I was uh, apparently on, uh, I was swimming in a pond, which apparently I wasn't supposed to be in. Who knew and who cared out in the middle of nowhere in, in bumfucking and uh, in the backyard of the suburbs of a friend of mine. And uh, and it certainly scared the shit out of me. Um, but there wasn't as much really uh, the, 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 the insanity that has occurred over the, the, the lifetime of uh, my adulthood. And... Uh, but I just, uh, it's funny to me that, uh, that there doesn't seem to be that separation of like a, a comic who, you know, I, was, I went out there and I killed it tonight or I was, I was just killing him. Um, but there somehow is not a separation when that word is used, that that word has that much power. Um, but I guess it does. Fuck seems to have a lot of power. Um, and maybe over the time that we've just uh, 
spent over the last uh, 20, 30 years of people just going, hey, if everybody had a gun, we'd all be safe. Um, and that's really worked out. Uh, maybe that uh, maybe that destroyed that, uh, that fine line. Uh, thanks for making me think. Now I'm going to have to take a nap. <laughs> I do appreciate it, Philip. And uh, I, uh, I got no jokes for that. Maybe I had one or two in there. I can't remember because it tuckered me out. Deeply appreciate uh, and, and well and, and truly well spoken. And, and thanks, for, thanks for being a teacher is enraged, and uh, it's pretty obvious why. Lewis, I'm in a pretty negative place about COVID these days. I'm fairly convinced that 50% of the knuckleheads have doomed us to years of long-term health consequences and a lot more death. We only had to glance at the UK a couple of months ago to see how this Delta variant could would play out. And even if this isn't the ultimate killer variant, as it appears it isn't, we are wide open for the next variants, one or more of whom may finish the job, all because we live in a country which has 50% fools. I'm back to masking always and intend to cut back on any contact with others. What a shame, because our great scientists and doctors gave us a magic bullet to stop this thing. As you resume your live shows, please be careful. Your podcasts have been a great tool to help me fall asleep on Wednesday nights. <laughs> God, I wish they helped me fall asleep. And no, that is not a negative critique. <laughs> well, if it helps you sleep, maybe I can, maybe that's what I can sell this as. Screw this doing, you know, ads and everything else. Hi, get Lewis Black's, Lewis Black's podcast. The, the best way to, to get to bed on any night. Looking for a full eight hours. Listen to Lewis Black's Randcast. And no, that is not a negative critique. Keep them coming as time permits. We'll be continue them once I hit the road. There'll be a ch chunk more of the, just uh, the way we did it, you know, the, the, the kind of getting it out, uh, outside, you know, boom, sending them out there and then, uh, you know, live after the show. Uh, and then uh, putting them together and sending them out uh, weekly with them. Um, some other stuff that we we pick up uh, along the way that I'll be, uh, you know, yelling and screaming about or just wherever we are, giving a little, you know, talking about what food's there, you know, doing all sorts of little travel-y things. <laughs> we'll see what we do. You know, I don't know till I get there. And then it becomes something else. Uh, P.S. I live in a retirement community and would appreciate not having my name mentioned. Not that you were... Uh, likely their favorite comedian anyway. Thanks to all of you for listening to my rant cast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show, the ranters and the splendid rants they gave us. Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me, Aha, Lewis Black. It is produced by James Salkine. Our theme song by Chris Lane. 
Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. And most of all, thank you, all of you who ranted so well on this show.